It is the 200 level episode 203 is Orlando Antigon. Yeah, I know. Pretty lame pun. We got a lot to talk about today, mostly with the assistant coaching stuff that transpired last week. And it seems like we're kind of in a holding pattern with that. And to be honest, it was uh, as good of a week as this stuff could have happened because some other things happened to keep me a little bit distracted from the idea that Illinois basketball is, in fact, going to lose any and all momentum that it gained in the last four years. I actually don't think it's worst case scenario, so we'll get into all of that. But last week, a few things happened. Last Wednesday, we got Dave Matthews Band tour date. So, okay, I got something to look forward to other than sports, and that gets me out of that sports-only mindset, which had kind of been where I was at because it was the only thing going in terms of distractions. And then last Friday and Saturday, went camping with some friends. So as all this is kind of transpiring and message boards are lighting up and a lot of fans are freaking out, somewhat deservedly, uh, given the rumors that are going on, I was able to keep a cool head because of other things that I could think about. So that's good. That's some fortuitous timing. But now the, the dust has settled a bit, and we now are looking at a clear choice A or choice B option for Orlando Antigua, and then by extension, Chin Coleman, there are a lot of things to consider. And the first and foremost would be if we lost Antigua and Chin Coleman for that matter, how quickly or how easily could you replace recruiters? Because essentially that's what they are. Antigua, a bit more than just a recruiter because he's a great big man coach. Chin Coleman, great relationships, especially in the Chicago area. These are the guys that have done yeoman's work on the recruiting trail for Illinois and gotten them back to a top 15, top 20 caliber program. And that is not something we should sneeze at or take lightly. But something happened last week that gave me a lot of encouragement, regardless of what decision Orlando Antigua and Shin Coleman make. And that is the efforts by Josh Whitman to keep these guys here, or at least the reports coming out that what, four years, one and a half million per year for Orlando Antigua, showing that you were willing to pony up and make him the highest paid assistant in college basketball. So, all in all, I think it was actually a pretty good week for Illinois basketball because if we're talking long-term sustainability and viability with the Underwood era and really within Josh Whitman's athletic department, I think that that reaction shows that every effort will be made to not just get you to a certain point, but to keep you there. And that was encouraging. So we have that to talk about today, and uh, other than that, we have maybe a little bit of roster stuff to talk about. The Adam Miller thing seems to have all but subsided. We will talk about the ramifications if an Antigua and or Chin Coleman left, what that would mean for some of the guys on the roster, and then maybe, just maybe, DeMonte Williams coming back. You know, you aren't going to get a lot of pomp and circumstance if he does, but it does seem to be trending that direction that he would come back for a six-year, and... I'm all for that. I think that would be huge for this team. Before we get too far into this, a reminder, the 200 level is brought to you by DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. For all the best deals and prices, go to dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. You can get $5 Cal zones and $6 premium and construction zones using coupon code Mike at dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby, as I sit here on an 84 degree day. This is my lunch hour, and it's already 80-some degrees out. It's T-shirt season, and they got plenty of great ones at 4thandkirby.com. I got a big old collection of them. You should add to your collection, and you can save 10% off your order by using coupon code 200LEVEL at 4 
Com. They just got a restock, by the way, of the Corey Bradford t-shirts, one of my favorites. That's fourthandkirby.com. State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. For life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it, go to brianismyguy.com. He is our guy for homeowners and auto insurance. Got great State Farm prices on that bundle and personalized service that made the whole process Super easy. Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. And finally, Rector Construction, R-E-C-T-O-R construction.com. It's that time of year for home projects. Everything from a new roof to a crawl space inspection and everything in between. Go to rectorconstruction.com for a free estimate today. Not just great at what they do, but also great citizens of Champaign-Urbana. These guys have been valuable members of this community since they got started. I can vouch for them personally, including Isaac Ambrose, a worker at Rector Construction. So thank you, Rector Construction, for your support. Go online to rectorconstruction.com. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Alana Inquirer, Champaign Showers Podcast Network, partners with the 200 level as we are rolling along here. And the frequency of shows, we're down to about two a week. We did last Sunday and Wednesday. We're here on a Tuesday, and if news breaks, we'll certainly be back later this week. And as we get into May through July, somewhat the off-season, we'll still do a two-week, two-per-episode, sorry, two-episodes-per-week clip, if I can get it out there. And I got to think that there will be news aplenty. And it is all hinging on the Orlando-Antigua situation. Let's go back to last week when this news first came out. And I had a lot of text conversations with Trevor and Isaac about this. And I got to be honest, um, you know, I don't think I'm trying to play mind games here or trying to rationalize. This doesn't freak me out all that much. And it didn't from the first time I heard it. I understand the inclination, the way this offseason has gone, to think that the sky is falling. And God knows I already did that. When Adam Miller said that he was transferring out, I thought we're going to lose every bit of momentum. And then some good things happened. You got Omar Payne. You got Trent Frazier back. You got Plummer as another guard in that backcourt. So you feel like that floor continues to raise. And if DeMonte were to come back, I think that raises even more where you are a tournament team next year, regardless of what happens with the assistant coaches. With Orlando Antigua, you, I don't want to say got him off the scrappy, but you got him when he was a bit of damaged goods after his head coaching tenure that did not go well. But his credentials as a recruiter and a big man coach are unquestioned. I'm going to let you know right now the thing that concerns me the most if Antigua doesn't come back. It doesn't have nearly as much to do with long term because I think you can get recruiters to replace his output. I think you can. But Kofi is probably not coming back if Orlando Antigua is not back. I think that's a fair assumption to make. Orlando Antigua helped make Kofi into the big man that he is into the borderline NBA pick. And you feel like with one more year, Kofi would be, I don't know about a certifiable first round pick, but he would be 100% drafted if he were to go next year. And we're all kind of hoping that's the case, that he tests the waters, gets some feedback, comes back, and then all of a sudden our floor raises dramatically and you are a Big Ten contender yet again by bringing Kofi back. But if Orlando Antigua is gone, then Kofi ain't coming back. And if we're talking strictly numbers here, how much is Orlando Antigua worth if he alone helps you bring back Kofi Coburn? $1.5 million is a drop in the bucket. And I think that is something that Josh Whitman recognized when there were the counteroffers made. And uh, I get it. You know, uh, I think that that is something that more than just optics, it makes practical sense to pay Orlando Antigua that much when you know the immediate ramifications it could have for next year. 
that not only could you be pretty good without Kofi, but you could be great with him. And you need everything that you can to entice him back, including, hopefully, the image and likeness thing with the NCAA, where these guys can make money off their own images and likenesses. And if so, I think Kofi's that much more likely to come back as well. But that's the first thing I thought of was, if he's gone, then Kofi is probably gone too. Long-term, there are concerns as well. The Puerto Rican connection has been huge with just Andre Corbello alone, but then you factor in Plummer bringing him in, and if you want to throw Padilla in there, sure. The big man uh, connection as well, or the idea that you're going to become big man you, or take a guy like Omar Payne, who was right there with Kofi in that recruiting class, hasn't really come into his own yet, but looks at Illinois and Antigua and thinks, hey, if Kofi can do that, I could do something similar. That is another major ramification if you were to lose him. And that would be a problem, right? That is not something you can just go out there and say, I'm going to take recruiter A and move on with my life and be just fine. No, there will be, there would be a hit that you would take, at least initially. And that's why raising that floor for this year's team, just making the tournament for this year, I think keeps this ball rolling, keeps this momentum going, regardless of what happens with Antigua. Now, when you couple that with the Chin Coleman thing, you know, this is where I understand the notion that these two guys probably work well together. And I can also see a situation where Antigua, upon getting contacted by Coach Cal, says, hey, well, my friend Chin here, he's a great recruiter as well. Let's maybe make it a package deal. And it is a business. I don't begrudge either Orlando Antigua or Chin Coleman for looking at going to Kentucky. And this is one thing that I thought was sort of lost on Illini fans last week. And I'm not trying to disparage Illini Nation. If I don't use that term very much. I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage Illini fans. But we need to keep in mind, this is Kentucky. And we're Illinois. And in a way, we need to know our role. We can act surprised by this, but it really, at its core, even though it is a lateral move in terms of assistant to assistant, it's not really a lateral move. Being an assistant under Coach Cal at Kentucky is a big deal. And I know they struggled last year, and I know that Coach Cal hasn't had things going the last three, four years like he used to, but that can change immediately with one recruiting class. And maybe the addition of Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman would be the things to spearhead that. Wouldn't surprise me. And would it be painful? Sure. To see them have success and be a big reason why Kentucky gets back to their you know, lofty expectations and meanwhile we maybe flounder a bit or just stay in that top half of the Big Ten but don't compete for Big Ten titles. I mean, that is a scenario that could happen if you lost Antigua and Jim Coleman. But I can't begrudge them and it makes sense. It's Kentucky. It is a blue blood. Illinois is not. And maybe we can get back there and maybe Antigua and Shin Coleman are two of the big pieces that can help us get back to that point. But uh, know our role, right? <laughs> Understand that this is not ludicrous for them to be thinking what they're thinking. And considering this is a business and that they would be compensated handsomely when they get there, makes a lot of sense. It really does. So for Orlando Antigua specifically, um, no ill will. This is someone that had a great relationship with Calipari, was a big part of their national title run, and all those Final Fours and Elite Eight runs that they made. They have a history together. And if you do lose him, I don't know if it's about money. We all have people in our lives that we really either enjoyed working with or maybe we're even friends with. And if we have the opportunity to go back and work with them again, we're going to take that opportunity and run with it, I think, in most cases. 
So when Whitman throws out, and this came out, what, Friday, I think? When Whitman throws out the counteroffer, four years, one and a half per year, as is reported or being rumored out there, at the very least, at the very least, it's going to stop and make Orlando Antigua think, right? I think that overall, he's had a positive experience here. And the proof is in the pudding with the results that you've had on the court. He may still want to be a head coach one day and may figure, okay, well, I'm already here with my family. What, I spent another year or two, have some more success, make Omar Payne into a, another good big, add that to my resume, and then go get my head coaching gig somewhere. Um, I don't know what kind of school that would be, a UNLV type, you know? I could totally see that being a path, even if he were to stay at Illinois. But I can also see why in his mind, if you go to Kentucky, you are fast-tracking yourself to head coaching sooner rather than later. Another thing to consider, though, is that maybe he's realized, after what happened in his somewhat disastrous head coaching stint, maybe he realized that his bread and butter and what he's best at is being the top assistant and being the recruiter and not having all the pressures of being a head coach and still getting paid like most head coaches at this level. The highest paid assistant in D1. I want to focus on that for a little bit with Josh Whitman. That alone, to make that offer, I got to give Whitman a ton of credit. The optics are great. It means that if Orlando Antigua were to leave, that you'll be fine. You'll be able to attract top talent and pay them handsomely. It is big boy basketball. And no, we are not Kentucky. Historically, we're not. And probably even in terms of program prestige right now, sorry, you aren't there. I want to get there, but you got to have more success on the court. But you are all but ensuring that you will not take a massive dip by saying we are willing to pay assistance that much. Top-notch recruiters out there would look at that kind of money and say, I want to go there. They mean business. Add on top of that, you got the oven undergoing renovation. You just came off your best year in a while. You have enough talent coming back next year to say, you know, we're probably going to be okay. We'll make a tournament. And that leads me to think that this would be a very attractive destination and no inclinations at all that Brad Underwood's going anywhere. So you feel like there's stability as well. So if you are candidate A, looking at making a jump or even a lateral move, just like Orlando Antigua, you might consider that a lateral move to Kentucky if he were to make that. Well, there might be other guys that are really, really good assistants at good programs that would look at what Illinois is willing to offer and say, whoa. And that's the kind of stuff that I think in coaching circles would really make the rounds. Did you hear what Josh Whitman did? Hear what Illinois was offering Antigua? Yeah, I know Antigua went back with Coach Cal, but man, I mean, Illinois stepped up. They anteed up. I could see that being a huge benefit of this. Rosie agrees. That's <laughs> the one thing about the Sunroom Studio. You just never know when Rosie's going to make an appearance. Uh, the Chin Coleman thing will be interesting too because you know it seems as if we're talking about this as a package deal and there's been rumors and smoke around the idea that maybe Antigua would go and Chin Coleman would not. I would imagine that would still result in a raise for Chin Coleman and still give you plenty of wiggle room to go out there and replace Antigua. Now, the concern, of course, is if you were to lose, either or, what does that mean for the roster next year? Let's start with the good news. Andre Curbelo is probably not going anywhere. Every indication shows that he is ready and willing to be the guy. He's been handed the keys of this program, right? Even with Trent Frazier coming back, this is Andre Curbelo's program. Trent Frazier, you know you got him. Plummer, I assume he's going to stay because of that connection with Curbelo. So your backcourt's going to be fine. And if DeMonte comes back, listen, you're doing fine in the backcourt. And that includes a Luke Goody, who I doubt that would have any ramifications. I know some people talk about Brandon Podzimski. 
and the relationship he's had with these assistants that maybe he would consider, I don't know, but you would have enough in the backcourt to feel okay. At the wings, okay, Grandison, Hutcherson, if Hutcherson's healthy, Coleman Hawkins, okay. Yes, do you get concerned about an Omar Payne saying, hey, I came here to play for Antigua. He's the big man coach. Yeah, I could see that being a concern, but I will say with the timing and with the number of guys in the transfer portal, this also presents a unique opportunity, and I need to give credit to Trevor Valise for bringing this up in our text thread. Essentially, you'd be hitting the reset button with a decent enough cast of characters to think, okay, we can sell a really good backcourt. We can go out there and get, who knows, candidate A, candidate B to round out our assistant staff. You keep Gentry as your sort of genius basketball brains type, and you still have four or five months to go out there and build a roster around some pretty decent talent. And there is plenty out there, plenty. Not even going to give you specific names because the transfer portal is still hundreds of guys, I think well over a thousand out there that you could go out there and make a different pitch. And immediate playing time would be part of it. You know, like, listen, losing Kofi would suck. But if it's all but assured that Kofi's gone and we don't need to wait in limbo once Orlando Antigua elects to go to Kentucky, that does give you more time to potentially get a Kofi replacement. Or here's the other thing, right? The idea of hitting the reset button, like Trevor was alluding to, you don't need to look the same as you did the last two years. Not many teams have a Kofi Coburn. The national champion didn't have a Kofi Coburn. They had athletic bigs, but their big thing was running the court, right? Being able to play defense, get some blocks, get the rebounds. Those guys average, average like three, four points a game, right? That was their center position. You can remake the image of this team. It doesn't need a Kofi replacement because there frankly probably isn't going to be a Kofi replacement. And that doesn't mean that you can't be very good. And that doesn't mean you can't play to the strengths that you currently have on the roster and add some new wrinkles in there as well. So there is something to be said that Antigua leaving, if we're trying to, this is a bit of rationalization, but if we're finding a silver lining in it, if that decision is made, you can all but be assured that Kofi is not coming back, which means you can go out there and begin to accrue the talent you need to maybe not overcome that, but to field a very good team next year in a very different manner, right? So that is all out there for you and would, I think, remove some uncertainty remove this waiting game that you're naturally going to play. Let's say if Antigua comes back, which is still best case scenario. And yeah, I'd wait until the day before the first game for Kofi Coburn. I'm pretty sure this coaching staff would too. Um, But yeah, if you're one of those that likes certainty or likes not having to wait for resolution, this would give you in a roundabout way, kind of resolution and say, well, here's what you have to do now. If you want to take solace in another thing, I highly doubt that Brad Underwood has just been sitting quietly and awaiting Orlando Antigua's decision. Same with Chin Coleman. You have to think that through some networking and things like that, he has in mind, okay, here are are the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth guys that I'm going to call if these two guys leave. Now, who would they be, right? Who would they be? I talked about lateral move earlier. Why would an assistant from a really good program leave for another good program? Well, I think money is part of it, but another part of that would be connections to Illinois. I tweeted out, the first thing I did when the Antigua Chin Coleman thing came out, a sort of glib, ugh, whatever tweet saying, go get Roger Powell, go get D. Brown and call it a day. And I'm not joking about that. 
and including the D Brown thing, which I'll, I'll touch on that next. But Roger Powell is the first one. Home run higher. Yes, he's at Gonzaga. Gonzaga, right now, you could argue, is the best program in college basketball. Just got the number one recruit. I know they didn't win the national title, but year in, year out, they're a top four team. They're recruiting at a very high level. And at some point, they will win that national title. Mark Few is one of the best coaches in the nation. And Roger Powell is learning under one of the best. But there is a pull to come back home for presumably a pretty big pay raise and potentially to be the top assistant under Brad Underwood. I think right now, Roger might be number two at Gonzaga. That's the first call you make. And if we're talking about losing Antigua, big man coach, I got to think that Roger Powell knows a thing or two about that. As a power forward himself, as someone that was one of the smarter basketball players to ever come through here, who's a great coach, I really do think the Illinois connection and the money would be enough to lure him in here. I don't think he'd say no things. It's it's hard to envision that. It really is hard to envision that. And I tell you what, I mean, ideally in a perfect world, Roger Powell comes here. He's the lead assistant. I don't know what circumstances Brad Underwood would leave. If it were up to Brad Underwood, I bet he'd stay here forever. But I would love for Roger Powell to be the head coach of this program one day because that's the track he's headed on, right? I mentioned Nathan Shieldhouse in the early days of the football coaching search, which might sound ludicrous now, and it kind of does when you look at just how good Brett Bielema has been early on and how you know this guy knows how to coach at this level. Nathan Shieldhouse would have been a major, major risk and a major gamble. But I also thought, you know, he's going to be a head coach someday. I'd love for him to be here at Illinois. I'll let that play out. That could still come to fruition. But Roger Powell is the first one you call. It seems so obvious. And I don't know if you plant a bug in his ear now. You know, if you have an inkling that Orlando Antigua is going to leave even after this counteroffer, you need to be ready to pounce and offer Roger what he needs to come back home. That would be a huge win. On a recruiting front, I think it'd be a massive win. Yeah, you'd have to build some new relationships, but I got to think he's built some pretty good ones since he's been at Gonzaga. He's got enough to sell, not only as a former Illini player, but as a coach. And what he's seen and what he's went through at uh, at Gonzaga, that would play in the homes of recruits, along with his personality. One of the nicest guys to ever come through here. And now going out and selling this Illinois program. That's a home run hire. Do what you got to do to bring him in if Antigua and Shin Coleman leave. And if we're being honest with, with ourselves, There'd be the disappointment in losing those two guys after how the last four years you've built and you've built and you're recruiting at a pretty high level, right? But I think the fan base would be super excited for it. I think that softens the blow tremendously if you get a Roger Pell. I mentioned D. Brown. Some people scoff at the idea, well, why would you go out, even with the Illini connections, even with D. Brown, the you know unofficial mascot of Illinois basketball, right? Essentially, you'd be bringing him in as, okay, we know who he is. He had been here before. There was whatever happened that caused him to leave. We, no one knows for sure, but there's whispers and, and smoke around that. But time has passed. And I don't think whatever he did is going to keep him away from this university. Keep in mind that even after he left, he was still at the Hall of Fame festivities. It's not like there was a bad relationship there between D and the athletic program. I think they just needed some distance. This guy would recruit his tail off. I don't care if he hasn't been in a Power 5 institution. Recruiting is all about personalities and relationships. And I know that these kids that he'd be recruiting wouldn't remember D from his playing days. But that is a magnetic personality. You know that he'd work hard enough at it and would be another major win for the fan base. 
You may be asking, Carp, what does it matter what the fan base thinks about these hires? Ultimately, all that matters is, do they get the job done? Because we didn't know much about Antigua or Chin Coleman before they got hired, and it's worked out beautifully, right? So to an extent, I agree with that. But I do think that in terms of the way that we feel about this program, and we really don't want to lose that momentum that we build up, if you were to replace Chin Coleman and Orlando Antigua with D. Brown and Roger Powell, I don't think there'd be a lot of freaked out Alani fans. I certainly wouldn't be. And I understand he might be taking a bit of a gamble on D, who is still relatively green when it comes to coaching at this level. But as a recruiter, I think he'd do okay. <laughs> Call it a hunch. But that's what it's about. That's what it's about. And uh, I'd be excited about that. So to not, without trying to sound too, you know, pie in the sky or everything's going to be fine, there would be negatives major negatives in losing Orlando Antigua and Shin Coleman. But there are other opportunities that would open up. And because of that, I am excited to see if this happens, right? If this goes through, what things look like in a month. It adds a new wrinkle to it. And maybe there'd be a mass exodus of players. I I don't know. You know, I I know early on there's the gut punch and the pit in the stomach feeling of, oh my God, if if these guys leave, how many players are going to leave? But I got to wonder, too, if, if these players that are on this roster, the minute that they got this news that Orlando, Coach O, right, as I think they call him, and Shin Coleman, of course, that would have been a gut punch for them. But as time goes on, you know, you, you start thinking about other things, you kind of move on. And I, I just don't know if, I don't think this time hurts. I don't think this extended decision hurts your chances of keeping most of these guys. The shock element won't be there if it happens. As a head coach, I hope Brad Underwood's doing what he needs to to communicate with these players and say, listen, this is what we know so far. If this happens, here's what we're going to do. I don't know how you communicate that, um, but there has to be some way that he can lay some foundation here and make sure that the guys that you have on the roster feel comfortable even if this happens. And another thing too, any fears of, well, if he goes to Kentucky, he's going to take Kofi with him or maybe even an Omar Payne. If I'm Kentucky, I'd take a flyer on him. But I don't foresee Antigua or Chin Coleman taking guys with them to Kentucky. These guys could certainly transfer out and go elsewhere, right, and play for completely different coaches. But I don't see them taking guys with them to Kentucky. I I have enough optimism in them as people, and I know that's kind of an unspoken thing, that if the coach leaves, don't take players with you. Um, I have enough optimism that they would, I guess, quote-unquote, do the right thing and not actively recruit any guys on this roster. So that means if a guy left, which could happen, right? It, it could totally happen. We've already seen it. <laughs> but if a guy left, it would not be necessarily to go for Coach O and Chin Coleman. It would be to go somewhere else. And that's that can be a hassle. Like, if they're already here and they're already established on campus, as most of these guys are, or if they've uh, high school recruits, for example, like a Brandon Podzimski and a Luke Goody, R.J. Melendez, that was the name I forgot earlier, Puerto Rican Connection, he knows Curbelo. He knows Plummer. I don't think he's going anywhere, right? You got to think at this point, it's, ah, I'm already committed. I'm here. I just don't think the attrition would be a disaster. I really don't. So this is a long-winded way of saying, I think it is going to be okay. I really do. And as this week goes on, maybe we find out something this week. Maybe we don't. It's been very quiet. And that, Oh, also after the Terrence Clark thing last week, which is, Terrible news for Kentucky. Uh, you know, that, that clearly put a pause on this because it would be 
not the best optics to go out there and throw one and a half million dollars at an assistant coach of your coach Cal after you lose a player to a tragic accident. So that certainly put a pause on this. Uh, but as we wait, and as we're, we're here a week later, I, I just don't have that we're screwed vibe. I didn't last week, and I certainly don't now. Um, well, it's, it's been a roller coaster of an offseason. Isaac Trotter had tweeted something out that you lose your Mr. Basketball, you lose in the second round of Loyola, you lose your two best players, and you're about to lose your two best assistants. All of that was true. And then Trent Frazier replied to it, and he was defensive, as you know some athletes will get, even though everything that Isaac said is accurate. So, Isaac, I know you might have gotten a little bit of heat from orange Kool-Aid drinking Illini fans. are like, yeah, Trent, even though I'm like, Trent, don't, don't respond like that. Just go out there and ball, you know? Uh, but everything that Isaac said was true. You know, there have been a lot of negative things that have happened this offseason that lead to major causes for concern. But I got to give Underwood credit for this. And I guess by extension, Antigua and Shin Coleman, if they helped do this, this recruiting, but Underwood was able to get Plummer in. Maybe you get a little bit lucky with getting Trent Frazier back. You get DeMonte back. You run a lot of last year's roster back, right? And yeah, it's going to look different. And you aren't going to be a one seed. And you may not compete for a Big Ten title, but you're going to be pretty good. And that is the sign of a good program, that you can withstand what would otherwise be total, unmitigated disaster. In a lot of ways, the first month after that Loyola game, beginning with the Loyola game in the next four or five weeks, a lot of that was an unmitigated disaster. And yet, as we sit here today, you're still looking okay. Yeah, maybe you won't be top 25 when the year starts. You can play your way into it, though. And you're probably going to be a top half of the Big Ten team. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm finding some silver linings here that I don't think I'm digging too hard or you know, trying to, like I've used the word rationalize. I don't, I don't think I'm trying to do that. I really just think that, hey, we're going to be okay. And I got to give credit to Underwood for that and hope that as this is going on, as this progresses, and if, in fact, Antigua and Coleman are both gone, that he's got his guys ready to go and he hones in on them quickly before you get a mass exodus of players. And even if you do lose a couple players, you bring in a couple great recruiters, whoever they may be, go out and get some more. I mean, this is fortuitous timing in terms of the transfer portal being as stocked as it is. That if you were to lose your two top assistants, at least in terms of recruiting, that you can withstand that and you have plenty of time to do a bit of a quick rebuild uh, when you already got some pretty good guys on the roster. Th this might work out just fine. So, hey, I'm feeling good. And maybe part of that, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, is because last week I was able to sort of focus on things not related to sports and get excited about concerts again and camp with my friends and, and the normalcy is starting to return into our lives. And, you know, we're getting there, right? We're right there after what was a tumultuous year on so many levels and a tumultuous end of the season for Illinois basketball. So you couple those together and the sky is falling. Nope, it ain't falling for me. It just isn't. Part of that is a conscious decision. And, you know, and I did that all basketball season until they lost a freaking Loyola, right? I really did. I said, no, I'm going to believe that it's going to work out. I'm going to believe it's going to work out. And that's not even some positive visualization thing. I don't believe that if you visualize it, it will come true. But there is something to be said about not falling into that dark hole of... Murphy's Law, we're screwed again, right? And there fortunately is enough evidence so far that Underwood 
has some flexibility and has the ability to withstand these sorts of things. So yeah, I'm a glass half full guy on this, at least for today. Uh, <laughs> talk to me after, let's say, I don't know. Um, <laughs> if Corbello transferred out, that would be my, my red alert. DEFCON 1, right? If Corbello leaves, yes, DEFCON 1. Freak out, just like an airplane. Um, by the way, we're out of coffee, and then everyone freaks out. Short of that, I think we're fine. I think we are. Uh, hopefully, I'm not just trying to talk myself into that. Before we go, oh, DeMonte Williams. I mentioned him earlier. And, and real quick, you know, there's nothing official on it, but it does seem to be trending that direction. I think Trent coming back was a big, big help in potentially getting DeMonte back. And I know that DeMonte has been at the oven because he's appeared on, I think, Trent Frazier, like Instagram lives and things like that from the oven. He's still working out with the team. And why not? Come back, get your master's or whatever, whatever he... God, he might have a master's already for all I know. Maybe he gets a doctorate by the time he goes through another year. But for DeMonte, because pro basketball may not be in the cards, you know, I understand why that might not be the most exciting acquisition. And some may not even consider it an acquisition. You know, Trevor had said in the text thread, and I get it, he said, well, you know, we, we get excited about it, but really we figured for a while that we were just going to run it back with these guys anyway. So how much of an addition would it be? But I think given the way the four weeks after the Loyola game went, I will take any return, any returnee that wants to come back and run it back. And DeMonte is a flawed player, right? He can be inconsistent offensively, even though shooting, I mean, I know he was terrific from uh, three this year, had a bit of a slump, but then made those threes in the first half against Ohio State. More often than not, the guy showed up, and he's a great defender, and he'd be a six-year player. He raises that floor yet again. If you tell me that DeMonte, Trent, Andre Crabello, Plummer, Grandison, let's say Hutcherson, I'm going to believe that he's going to be a contributor next year, and then one of the freshmen makes an impact, and then you figure out your center position, whether it be Payne or somebody else, and then, hey, maybe Kofi, right? But just by virtue of keeping DeMonte, that makes you better. And I'm going to take anything that I can. Guys like DeMonte Williams would be sought after on the transfer portal. A lot of teams would love to have a DeMonte. Not the sexiest in terms of production all the time, right? Or box score. And I know that's kind of been the mantra of his career. But the last two years, he has been really, really big for this team. I take a DeMonte Williams six-year, eight days a week, right? I'm taking that and being um, very excited about it if that comes to pass. And hopefully we get news about that soon. That would just be one more bit of a safety blanket, right? You know, you want to feel warm and fuzzy about Illinois basketball. Bringing back veterans is sort of like a blankie. You know that they're going to be okay. They're going to help you to another tournament appearance. So I'd love it. Hopefully, hopefully he does come back, even though I doubt it's going to be with much pomp and circumstance. That's just not his style. Uh, before we go, you know, I was mentioning earlier how, you know, planning for Dave concerts again and all that, that's getting me into concert mode, which is a nice reprieve from being only in a sports-only mindset. And I've said this before on 93.5, and I've said it before on this show, concerts are my thing. Now, something came out today. There was a, a festival in Lexington the last weekend of August. And on Saturday, it's My Morning Jacket, one of my favorite rock bands headlining. And on Sunday, it's Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, I'm going. Which means I'm not going to the Illinois-Nebraska game. And I hate missing the opener. The first game back after the pandemic. The first game for Brett Bielema. 
Hopefully, it's an 11 a.m. kick for selfish reasons. I'm just saying. Hopefully, so that I can watch it a little bit from the hotel or something. But even if I miss it, I, I'm sorry, Illinois football. If this were Illinois basketball, I would do a double take, right? I would, because Illinois basketball to me is it. And while I really like Illinois football, I don't love it like I love Illinois basketball and certainly don't love it like I do concerts. So this is like the perfect weekend for me and Kara because one of her favorite bands, Band of Horses, is going to be down there. Uh, Lexington, easy drive. We can stay at a hotel nearby. It's at the Keeneland Racetrack, the horse racing track. Awesome festival that I'm not missing that, right? So we're going to have an amazing time. And the football game, we'll figure it out. Like <laughs> there won't be a second half or post game pod. Um, I, maybe I'll take my recording equipment with me and do one that Sunday morning from the hotel. We'll make sure that we cover it. Trust me, um, that will that will happen. Um, but come on, this is an easy choice for me. Anyone that knows me or has listened long enough knows that concerts are it for me. And uh, also, I th- it looks like one of my bands is going to have a gig the day that Maryland comes to town. So already that's two home football games that are out. You know, it stinks because I'm wanting to do so much now that normalcy is returning. But part of that is concerts, both going to and playing them. And that takes precedent over Illinois football. Illinois basketball, that will be a different beast when they come back, especially if a Kofi comes back or, you know, you're looking at a top 25 roster when all said and done. Um, that, that's a different ball game for me. So there's the hierarchy, everybody. Concerts, number one, Illinois basketball, number two, somewhere like five, six, or seven, Illinois football. When they start winning, trust me, that'll climb up. It'll be like must-see TV or must-go-to-lot 31 every home game Saturday. But until that starts happening, you know, it's difficult to be as excited for a random Peters-led Illinois football team as it is for a My Morning Jacket headlining performance at a music festival with Dave the next night. Yes! I'm going to like six or seven Dave shows this summer, by the way. Like, I mean, it's it's happening. And I know that's normal for me, but it is going to be cathartic, just like for a lot of you, going to that football game against Nebraska is going to be cathartic. Watch this, by the way, be the first time that we get game day in town. And I miss it. Hey, but my own decision, right? You know, and sure, I'd love to see Lee Corso. I'd just like to see Jim James in my morning jacket and Dave Matthews fan a little bit more, so... Just a little heads up. We'll, we'll make sure the programming is covered, though, because when we get to football season, just kind of like with basketball season, we did so many pods, and we plan on doing the same as we go forward. As I mentioned earlier in the pod, probably at a two-podcast-a-week frequency here through the off-season, quote-unquote, though God knows news is going to break, and we'll have plenty to talk about along the way. Um, that's pretty much it for today, though. Wanted to focus on the assistant coaching search uh, or the assistant coaching holding pattern. Is Orlando Antigon? I know. Not my best work in terms of puns. It's groan-inducing. Actually, now that I think of it, uh, the best puns are groan-inducing. So maybe by that measure, it is a good title. Um, But we'll be back maybe later this week if news breaks. If not, we'll be back, I would presume, this weekend or early next week. I don't think this thing would drag on much more than this weekend. And regardless of the outcome, you can even look forward to continued growth with Orlando Antigua and Shin Coleman, or you can look forward to I would presume a very quick coaching search for your new assistant coaches and get some exciting names thrown out there. So regardless, it has not been a dull off season. Oh my God. I would have actually kind of preferred a dull off season, but it does give us something to talk about. Right. And uh, hopefully we get some more positive things to come about in the weeks ahead. All right. 
200 level. Brought to you by DP Doe. Online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones and $6 premium and construction zones all at dpdoe.com. And best of all, they deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Again, that's coupon code Mike for $5 calzones, $6 premium and construction zones at dpdoe.com. Got to thank Fourth and Kirby. It's hot. 84 degrees. It's t-shirt season. So go to fourthandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. Rector Construction, online at R-E-C-T-O-R construction.com. No coupon code needed. They will get you a free estimate on any home project from a new roof to a crawl space inspection and everything in between. RectorConstruction.com. And finally, State Farm agent Brian Hansen, online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian hooked us up with a great State Farm bundle and personalized service. Can't recommend him enough. He is our guy. Make him your guy at brianismyguy.com. Alana Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network, partners of the 200 level. Got to thank you listeners. Rate and review us at Apple Podcasts. That's a big help, and we've got quite a few of those, and we appreciate all the feedback. Uh, in the meantime, this is Decadence from our latest album, Fever Dreams, Out of Your Head. We got gigs coming up. I'm going to be a shameless promoter coming up soon. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. It is the 200 level. Please.